0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 13th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And if you go to the blog now, I have posted the two women's matches from last night's UFC show in Brazil. Uh, let's talk about those matches a little bit. Uh, first one is uh, Amanda Nunez defending her uh, UFC Bantamweight Championship against Raquel Pennington. And um, I expected Amanda to win the fight. I don't think Raquel is really a championship fighter or a credible title contender. Uh, Amanda, uh, it it really, the the thing that Raquel might have been able to do is if Amanda uh, gets tired in the later rounds. Just didn't happen, okay? Uh, Amanda simply outclassed her until the fifth round finish. Uh, Round two was close, but for the most part, Amanda dominated. Uh, She used leg kicks to uh, destroy Raquel's left leg. And uh, when it got into the later rounds, I mean, I'm sure Amanda was a little tired, but Raquel was not in any condition to do anything about it. And towards the end of round four, uh, Amanda broke Raquel's nose. And then she went back to her corner, and she told her corner uh, she wanted to quit. I mean, we heard it on TV, so it was obvious. But her trainer, Jason Cuts, uh sent her back out for round five. He said, no, 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 you can recover. I mean, maybe his name should be Putz. And, you know, if ref Mark Goddard had heard that that happened, he would have stopped the fight. I don't think there's any question about it, because Goddard's a great ref. But, you know, that didn't happen. She went back out. And the finish, uh, there was blood all over the place. and It was really unnecessary because, you know, the fight shouldn't have continued. Now, afterwards, uh, Amanda's post-match speech, she talked about the friendship that we had, she has with Raquel and her girlfriend, Tisha Torres. Amanda and Tisha used to train together at uh, American Top Team in Florida. So when Amanda found out what happened in Raquel's corner, I believe Nina told her, uh, she wasn't very happy. She was very upset about it. So here's the thing, we've seen this before, we saw this on the last Brazil show. Uh, you know, The thing is, there's always gonna be clueless trainers who do so, this kind of stuff. There are trainers out there that are responsible and they won't do it. They will throw in the towel, but the, there seem to be more and more that just basically, they're gonna do stuff like this. You know? And you gotta, if your fighter wants to quit, you gotta let him quit. OK, she was going to get killed anyway. Look, she was down four rounds anyway. All right. And she wasn't going to win that fight unless she got a, a KO or something. And that wasn't going to happen. She looked she looked dead. And if they would had a doctor come in and examine her, he would have stopped the fight. But she wanted to quit anyway. And he wouldn't let her quit. And uh, nobody heard it. OK, we heard it on TV Uh the UFC can do something about this, I believe, because the way to prevent this is this. You have uh, Mark Ratner, who is their rules expert, monitor the broadcast, and if he sees something he doesn't like uh, between rounds, he can tell the ref, and the ref can go and get the doctor. All right? That's what I would recommend they do, and I'm af- actually surprised that someone in the broadcast truck didn't do that. But they should have. Okay? This kind of thing is not good for the sport, all right? We have to have trainers who are responsible and are going to treat the fighters with respect and listen to their fighters, all right? And this guy puts, that's what I'm going to call him, he didn't do that, all right? He did what he wanted to do, and that's not how things are supposed to work. Okay, so I'll get off the soapbox now. So what's next for Amanda? Well, I suppose the uh, fight with Chris Cyborg, possibly this fall, it's not going to happen in July when Cyborg wants to do it, but that could happen as well. And as I said uh, on my uh, blog uh, uh, a few days ago, uh, I think uh, they have a, a very weak bantamweight division right now, and I think they have to go out and find some, some new fighters. Um, Ketlin Vieira is a possible title contender, uh, but I don't see anybody else on the horizon that really qualifies. You've got some fighters that have been around a while and they're on their way down. You have fighters that have moved to uh, flyweight and uh, I just think they need to get some some uh, new fighters uh, for bantamweight. Now the other fight was a strawweight bout, Mackenzie Dern, uh, the uh, BJJ Wiz, whose uh, father was a BJJ Wiz as well, and Amanda Cooper, who's a fighter from Bath, Michigan. And uh, Mackenzie, they have uh, have big plans for Mackenzie. She's only 23 years old. Uh, She's definitely got advanced Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills, but um, she probably needs some more uh, advanced uh, strike training. And uh, besides that, there are bumps in the road with Mackenzie. She revealed at a media lunch last week that she had left MMA Lab in Phoenix, and uh, she moved to Los Angeles, And, I mean, obviously, she has the potential to get some opportunities in Hollywood, so I don't really blame her for moving to Los Angeles. The problem was she was having issues with commuting to Phoenix and wasn't spending enough time there. Uh, MMA lab coach John Crouch told her to find a more convenient gym so she left there and she is now training at Checkmat in los angeles with uh, coach joe vieira so he's brazilian which i think she kind of likes and she's also doing strike training at blackhouse so she now says that this disruption was the reason that she weighed in at 123 pounds now there were some dopey fans out there who thought that amanda shouldn't take this fight but you know what no fighter goes all the way from Michigan to Brazil to not fight. So she immediately took the fight. She got 30% of Mackenzie's fur- purse. She cut a great promo after the weigh-ins, and she was talking about, oh, I'm going to beat her and blah, 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 and all that stuff. The problem with that is Amanda is not a very good fighter. So I was not particularly surprised when McKenzie decked her in round one and finished Amanda with a rear naked choke Uh, a couple of minutes into the fight. I think it was about three minutes, actually. So uh, I didn't expect Amanda to win anyway, okay? Now, the UFC UFC has already told McKenzie she is moving to flyweight. How do I know that? McKenzie said that in the post-fight press conference. Now, I have said for two years that she should be a flyweight. I think she's always going to have trouble making... 115 and she's much bigger than the average straw she's just a, she's a big girl for that weight class okay now if she can make 115 on a regular basis i have no problem with it she says she's going to try and convince the ufc that she should remain at straw weight so what she's doing now is she's going to the ufc performance institute in las vegas and they're going to help her out with some stuff including a nutrition program i would also suggest to her that hiring a full-time nutritionist would be a good idea Uh, maybe george lockhart or somebody like that or maybe there's somebody out in la that can uh, help her out Uh, she needs some help in that regard obviously because uh, uh, she needs to make weight it's the professional thing to do now the other thing that the thing she has to understand and this is where we're talking about She's 23 years old. She's a frigging kid. You know? And people have to understand that. You know? Not everybody comes into the sport fully mature. But what she has to understand is raw talent is only going to get her so far. She has to show some commitment, dedication, and maturity if she plans to be a champ. You know? She says she likes to go to the beach rather than train. Well, the fight business is no day at the beach. She has to grow up very quickly or she's going to have problems. Probably cutting weight. (laughs) I don't see her having a lot of problems in the cage until she finds a really good striker. Like She might have trouble with Valentina Shevchenko because Valentina is a great striker. Okay, I have one other bit that I want to get to and that's that... uh, uh, has to do with Ryzen. Uh, Ryzen owner uh, uh, Sakagabara did an interview yesterday with um, Tokyo Sports, and he told them that he is planning to do a rematch with Kana Asakura and Rina at either um, at either uh, Ryzen, 11, 10, Ryzen 11 or Ryzen 12. So, Ryzen 11 is at the end of July, Ryzen 12 is in August, so he says he's going to do that match at either, at one of those shows, not sure which yet, not sure which yet, but it is going to happen at that time. Um, I'll have more to say on that when it uh, is announced. Um, like I said, uh, it's an interesting, it's an, an interesting rematch, but uh, at this point, uh, I favor uh, Kana to win the fight at this point. And uh, that's about it for today. Uh, That's about it for today. Don't forget to uh, go to my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. As I said, the two uh, fights, our video is on my blog right now, and uh, you can uh, check them out if you didn't have a chance to watch it last night. Um, Don't forget you can uh, uh, subscribe to my blog at uh, Google Play Music, iTunes, or other services, and you can also uh, leave a voice message on my my, uh, podcast, and I'll be more than happy to respond to it. I can actually use the voice message. So uh, I'm not sure when I'll be doing the next one, possibly Tuesday or Wednesday, but uh, until then, have a good rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to you later.